You're listening to the Food Freedom Life Podcast. My name is Brittany Allison, and I spent six plus years stuck in diet binge cycles, hating my body, and envying others who seem to have it all because I never felt enough. What I discovered in my journey to food freedom and becoming a registered dietitian is this. You can either live your life at war with your mind or learn to work in sync with it. So if you're ready to learn how to be in tune with yourself and evolve your life, welcome to the show. I have a very exciting announcement, and that is that my group coaching program, Food Freedom University, is officially open once again for enrollment for our May 8th start date. This is a four-month virtual group coaching program to not only break you out of binge eating, compulsive eating, overeating, poor body image, and emotional eating patterns, but to also kickstart your food freedom journey and cultivate a healthful life with balance and ease with food and exercise. So if you're feeling alone in this struggle, if you really thrive hearing from others who are in the same place as you and want to form a community around healing and empowering yourself to break free from these destructive patterns for good, group coaching is for you. Again, we get started on May 8th, so it's very perfect timing to start off the spring, have a fresh start, and just be in a better place with food and body image going into the summer. Head over to BrittanyAllisonRD.com slash group hyphen coaching to learn more and book a free consult with me to see if it's a good fit and enroll. Again, that's BrittanyAllisonRD.com slash group hyphen coaching. I have a very exciting announcement, and that is that my group coaching program, Food Freedom University, is officially open once again for enrollment for our May 8th start date. This is a four-month virtual group coaching program to not only break you out of binge eating, compulsive eating, overeating, poor body image, and emotional eating patterns, but to also kickstart your food freedom journey and cultivate a healthful life with balance and ease with food and exercise. So if you're feeling alone in this struggle, if you really thrive hearing from others who are in the same place as you and want to form a community around healing and empowering yourself to break free from these destructive patterns for good, group coaching is for you. Again, we get started on May 8th, so it's very perfect timing to start off the spring, have a fresh start, and just be in a better place with food and body image going into the summer. Head over to BrittanyAllisonRD.com slash group hyphen coaching to learn more and book a free consult with me to see if it's a good fit and enroll. Again, that's BrittanyAllisonRD.com slash group hyphen coaching. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the show. Today, we have a guest with us. We have Laura, who is a gerontologist and a dementia care specialist with Dementiability Enterprises. And over the last few years during the pandemic, she found that the state of healthcare was taking a really big toll on her mental health, and she wanted to find an outlet that will help her express her creative side and love of fashion. And so she started a business called Pretty Little Style, where she helps women find their confidence. She offers <laughs> closet purges online or in-person shops and virtual styling support and she's also begun to build her online community where she shows up authentically as herself in a mid-sized body hoping to break the stereotype that fashion is only for one body type her business is not just about fashion it's about helping women feel good in their body because it's theirs for life and I love that motto I think that's so great and so welcome to the show Laura Thank you. And uh, I think that one of the reasons we found each other is because we share that philosophy is that we are very much about uh, helping people to just embrace themselves who they are now because of both of our pasts. Yeah, absolutely. And so before we started recording, I was kind of telling Laura a little bit about me and what led me into this work. But I would love for you to also kind of share a little bit about you and what led you into doing what you do from a body perspective. Totally. So I've loved fashion since I was a little kid. I 
my mom used to hate taking me to the store because I would go in and wanted absolutely everything and have an arm full of stuff within like five seconds. And she would always get so mad because I just, I would hate leaving any of it behind because I just wanted all of it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then I kind of went off to university and I was able to do it a bit differently uh, with costume work all through university um, for productions for plays. And, um, when I graduated from school, um, I kind of ended up in the gerontology world. Mm -hmm. And then when the pandemic hit, I did what every person did and lived in leggings and sweatpants. I rotated between the three, like the same three leggings outfits every day. And I just realized how miserable I was in that. And that I, even if I was getting up to just log on to Zoom, like I really did feel better when I did my hair and my makeup and put on a cute outfit and felt the most me. Mm-hmm. I even like on my workshops, I would put on shoes, even though I was teaching on Zoom, because I realized like how much more it made me feel like I was back teaching in person, which I really missed. Mm-hmm. And what happened though was that my body was changing and I wanted to figure out like how to dress myself and get back into the fashion world. And I kind of just started talking about it on like a private page that I had. And I had a couple of friends and family reach out and they're like, I need this. I need help with this. I'm struggling. I need your support, blah, 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 blah. And I kind of was scared because there was other people doing that and I really didn't want to step on toes and I was feeling nervous about that. And I was like, what my, actually my amazing mother-in-law said to me is she was like, but no one is you and no one can offer your perspective because they aren't you. And so what people are purchasing when they're purchasing your product is they're purchasing your experience and and you as a person. And they're like, no one else can offer that because they're not you. So I kind of uh, took the plunge because healthcare is just the way it is. And I'm not leaving my position as a gerontologist because there is a lot of work to be done in dementia care. But having this on the side really does fuel my my soul and my passion. And um, more than anything, I mean, it just gives me an excuse to shop whenever I want. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Spending other people's money. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. And honestly, I mean, your your mother-in-law gave you really great advice that nobody else is you. I mean, you know, in any field, there are so many different experts and professionals and and people. And if you're feeling like I shouldn't do this because this other person is already doing it, I mean, you know, you're opening the door for all these other people to enter and leave you in the dust, right? You gotta just exactly. Do it, do it because you are you and you are special and you're unique and you're going to speak to some people more than other people are going to speak to some people. Right. And I know I've definitely felt that too. There are so many dietitians and therapists who are in the intuitive eating and health at every size space that it can feel, yeah, overcrowded sometimes and feel like, well, why am I here? What's my place? But there are plenty of people who also say to me, like, I just like you said before, you know, I really resonate with what you post and I I love what you talk about. And even if it's sometimes saying the same thing as somebody else, you say it in your own unique way that makes it just click for people. So I'm glad that you did this and that you're in this space now. I think it's really awesome. (laughs) Thank you. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) And so what has your journey of body acceptance been like? How did it kind of begin and change over time? 
it has been a journey to say the least. Um, there was years of yo-yo dieting and I, I've probably been on every diet you've ever heard of. And I was terrified of my body. I would wear long sleeves in the summer because I didn't want people to see what they looked like. And I wouldn't let people take pictures of me out of fear of seeing an angle I didn't like. And, um, in 2020, um, the year from hell, um, the, a dear friend of mine, uh, passed away very suddenly and it was really heartbreaking, but also eye-opening that like we get one life we get to, we get this one and that's it. And it made me realize I needed to start taking better care of myself. And so I, I definitely started maybe with some unhealthy habits to, to learn how to do that. But that's kind of what the journey is, right? Is learning what works and what doesn't. And what I started realizing was that my health was so much more important than my weight. And I realized that what that looked like was understanding I have a condition called endometriosis. And for me, that looks like looking at what foods make me feel better, what foods make me feel worse, but then understanding that some days you just need that ice cream or you just need that cookie. And is it going to make me feel fantastic later? Maybe not, but that I just asked Jenny has this amazing quote and I keep saying it over and over again. She said, uh, today, what do I need? Does my brain need it or, do, or my body need it or my soul need it? Yeah. And I just love that quote. I think that's so amazing. And so what I started to realize was that when I separated my health from my weight, I began to look at myself differently because mm -hmm. when I'm looking at pictures, oftentimes what I'm, I'm looking at is I don't feel well is that when I'm not feeling my best and I reflect, is it that I'm actually feeling, I hate the word fat because it's not a bad word, but am I feeling, um, or am I feeling bloated? Am I feeling sick? Am I feeling, uh, um, ill at the end of the yeah. day, or is it something that is a reflection of the state of my mind at that moment? Is there something yeah. I need to look into in terms of, am I comparing myself to someone else? Mm -hmm. And what I realized was the only person who can stop the way I'm feeling is me. And where we grow up in a culture of there's only one way to look, there's only one way to be, et cetera. And I realized that what happens is that a lot of times when people aren't accepting of the way that you look, it's often a reflection of themselves that is coming out, not a reflection of you. And yeah. if you can begin to recognize that and you can begin to see, hey, the only person who has permission to make me feel any certain type of way is myself. Mm -hmm. So if I'm allowing that person to spew that toxicity and take that on, well, that's my problem. And so I've got to find ways to work through that. And so I just realized, I, I don't want to say it happened one night and I woke up and everything was solved because that's not the way it works, but it's a consistent, it's consistent work. It's consistent challenging of my own thoughts and ideals. And I still have intrusive thoughts all the time, but at the end of the day, it's my job to counter them. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, confidence, it, it doesn't come from never having that internal reaction or having those gremlin thoughts, having those intrusive thoughts, like that's not what confidence comes from. I think so often people tend to say like, well, when I'm this body size or when I look this way, 
you know, I, I won't have these thoughts anymore, or I just like, I'll just feel confident, but no, that's not where confidence comes from. It comes from owning that internal response to external situations. Um, whether you're taking a photo or somebody's talking about something or somebody says something to you, whatever else, you're always going to feel some type of way about that. It's, it's how you respond internally to it that helps you feel better about yourself and helps you continue to portray confidence and, you know, act the way that you want to and feel the way that you want to in those situations. Absolutely. And when you start also, I mean, I'll just say like when you start dressing for the body you have, not the body you want, Mm -hmm. you also change the dialogue as well. Because when you say, hey, I can dress this body whatever way I want to, no one's stopping me other than myself. You also begin to realize that you're just happier because you're not denying yourself the things that you've always wanted. Mm. I love that. How has your fashion and style evolved over the course of your body acceptance journey? So I think for me, what I've begun to learn is that fashion doesn't look for one way for one body type. And I think like what was really hard is when you're looking for inspiration, when you go on Pinterest, Instagram, whatever, what kind of got hard was picturing what this would look like on me because this person doesn't have my body. Right. And so when I learned that it's okay for it not to look the same as that person, because I'm not that person, that's not my body type. That's not the way it looks and being okay with that, but then figuring out those tips and tricks that do work for my body type, what feels good to me. And it's not necessarily about like, does this make me look like overweight? Does this make me look whatever? It's more about, does this make me happy? Do I enjoy this outfit? So understanding that it's okay to wear a tight dress if you are a little bit bloated or understanding that it's okay to wear a crop top, even if you have stretch marks and just kind of creating conversations around it as well and giving women permission to dress their body in the way that makes them happy but also recognizing that we all have our own style and that if your style doesn't match what is on trend or whatever that's okay too but it's being confident with it and I think that was a huge thing for me is that for a long time I kind of just dressed the way I thought I should Mm -hmm. and when I just let that go and said, no, I'm going to wear the things that make me happy, even if other people don't love it, that's okay. And so the more I just learned those tips and tricks, I would say as to what makes me feel good and what style outfits uh, make me feel confident. I think that's kind of when I mastered my style and I've been able to now create kind of what I like to call a capsule wardrobe that I can go in and be like, Hey, what's my vibe today? What am I feeling? And create that based off of what I have in my closet, because it's also how to build your closet in a way that that works for your lifestyle, et cetera. And so when I'm a, stylist, gerontologist, dog mom, like life person. (laughs) Yeah. I kind of have to have this style that fits into all of my boxes, but it's still authentically me. And so figuring out how to do that did take time, but now I really do feel confident with the way that I, I built my closet. I'm very proud of her actually. That's amazing. (laughs) That's amazing. So many women get stuck in thinking that everything that they wear needs to be flattering. Yes. And I hate that word. 
I hate that word too, because it also just makes you feel like, okay, well, if it's not flattering, then I, one, shouldn't wear it. And two, I can't feel confident in it. Right. But sometimes, I mean, yeah, the, the, you know, quote unquote flattering thing is what you really like. But if you're always trying to just go for flattering, you're going to end up wearing all these things that you don't actually like and don't represent you and don't feel like you. And that's not going to feel good. You're not going to feel confident in that. You're just not no matter how flattering it is. And that's, that's honestly, at the end of the day, like the problem is, is like, what does flattering even mean? Yeah. Because what's flattering to one person, uh, someone else would say, oh gosh, no. So like for someone like me, I'm big chested. And so many times I'll put something on like a small chested person wears and I instantly look like I'm like trying to go clubbing because like, it's just (laughs) boob city (laughs) that people are seeing. (laughs) And so, but maybe that makes me feel confident. So maybe I'm like, okay, like that sounds great. Where someone else would be like, oh gosh, that's so inappropriate. Like blah, 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 blah. So what does that even mean? What does that word even mean to anyone is again, our own decision. It's our own representation. It's our own um, meaning of the word. And so at the end of the day, is it just another word that we've given women to make them feel bad about themselves? I think it is. I think that's a really great way of looking at it and thinking about it more critically. I, you know, maybe even just to redefine the word flattering, I feel like anything is flattering if you feel like it represents you and who you are and makes you feel good. And, and sometimes, confidence. yeah, sometimes maybe that is the, you know, form fitting thing or the thing that kind of like goes with your curves. And maybe sometimes that's like, wearing the the baggy plaid shirt because that just feels like super cozy and it feels like it's you and you really like the color of it or whatever and I'm speaking from experience because that's like my favorite shirt that I have right now (laughs) is like the baggy plaid shirt it's so good it's so cozy and it's perfect for winter you know it's not what's going to make you look the smallest that's not what flattering is that's not always and, and I think you just made a good point. I think at the end of the day, that's what people's definition is, mm-hmm. is that they believe flattering me and it makes me look, look the smallest. Yeah. But to me, I think like I saw this post that Birds Papaya shared the other day and she was trying to pick an outfit and everyone picked the second one because she just looked so much happier in it. She was like, they're like, both dresses are beautiful, but your face lit up in the second outfit. And that's what I look for. I look for the, when the person's expression changes of how they feel in that clothing, that's flattering because you're happy to me, like flattering equals joy. I think that's so beautiful and such a good way of putting it and just looking at it differently. And so in, in cultivating a wardrobe that is in this new definition of flattering that just makes you like feel good inside and out. How do you approach cleaning out your closet of things that don't align with that? And how do you make that process less dreadful? (laughs) So it's probably one of the most stressful ones that I do with clients. Like they'll text me the day of and they're like, I'm sweating. (laughs) Yeah. Because I think they also think I'm just going to go in and be like, oh gosh, this is ugly. Absolutely not. And like throw it, but I'm really, um, careful with, with the way that we approach it. So what I'll do is I'll go in and we start by making three piles. We do keep, sell or donate, depending on what it is. And the last pile is maybe, and I honestly, maybe is kind of their crutch pile. The reason I give them a maybe pile is so that they have time to process it. If they have a hard time letting it go, whatever. I always say like, 
feel free to bring wine if you need to, because sometimes we just need a little bit of something to help us get through. And yeah, that's yeah. Too. Because I think what people don't recognize is that clothes hold on to emotion. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when you're letting that size four gene go, you're not getting rid of this fabric thing that like is whatever. It is a time in my life when I was at school and I was happy with my friends. It was a time in my life I felt really good in my body. It was a time in my life that I met the love of my life and we fell in love. We started a, a relationship, whatever it is. And the thing that's so funny is a lot of times I'll pull something out and someone will start telling me the story behind it. And what it is they're like I'm so sorry I don't know where that came from and I'm like it's because it's a it's an emotion you're not telling me about a piece of clothing you're telling me about emotion that you're holding on to but we don't need this piece of clothing that doesn't fit you anymore to do that you're going to hold on to that memory you're going to hold on to that story and I do encourage people to let things go if they no longer fit because it's not fair to put that pressure on your on your body if something doesn't fit you to fit into it again Mm. But the other thing that's so incredibly interesting is a lot of times that what happens is when they're getting rid of that or trying to hold on to that, that piece of clothing, what it is, is they're trying to hold on to that past version of themselves, but that past version of themselves is gone. You're not that person that you were before. So we've got to find what's going to help you to come into this new version of you. What does that look like? are you a mom now? And that doesn't mean we're going to dress you like in only mom clothes. Like we're still going to make you fab, but you need different things for play dates. You need different Mm -hmm. things for night with your husbands. You need things that are not what you had in the past, not because you can't dress similarly, but styles have changed since then. The, your interests have changed since then. So let's find you your style now And I think that sometimes we get scared of letting go of that past person, but that past person is still there. We're just going to help to hold our hand to do things a little bit differently for a bit. So it is something that um, I really enjoy. I love the closet purge because what I also am able to do is is bring new life into pieces that they might not have even realized they were Mm -hmm. interested in either. So like a lot of times I'll say, okay, well, like, have you ever thought of pairing this with this? And they're like, what? No. (laughs) (laughs) And so it's great because we can also breathe new life into your closet, into things, and then we can begin to build around it as well. So, and then people do like the fact that I'll sell their clothes for them as well, because then they can take whatever money they've earned and then put it into new things. So it's a great way to do that. But also I really love the thrifting world. I really love the second uh, life of clothing because I think it's a really good for the environment, Mm -hmm. but B it's just, it helps to make fashion more affordable for people because um, I heard someone say the other day, fashion is a rich man's game. Mm -hmm. And it, it kind of like made me stop and think, and there's truth to that. But also part of my job is to help you to see that it can be more accessible than you think it is if you do it in a way that's feasible to you and like living within your own means. And we can figure that out together. But oftentimes, like we're wasting so much money going to the store, picking up a pair of jeans because we think it's our size, coming home and then never returning them. Yeah. And so a lot of people are actually spending far more money than they realize not doing it with help than with help. And like, that's what my clients have, have expressed to me as well. 
Absolutely. I mean, I really don't want to ever have to come face to face with the amount of money that I've spent on clothes. Going back to that flattering conversation too, like that I bought just because I thought that it was flattering or just because I thought that it would, you know, lend to a certain kind of attention. I've wasted so much money on clothing that I like never wore or wore once and I didn't like it or whatever else. And it just, it's sad. And I, I do think that people kind of create that association of if I'm going to like what I wear, it has to be this whole expensive thing and this whole expensive process. And it, yeah. you know, it, it is going to cost money, but it doesn't necessarily have to be the same as the way that you've gone about it before, because that's been that's unsustainable good. for sure. And that's, that's such a good way of looking at it is like, let's change your thought patterns and processes going into it. So you can come out the other side with confidence and make it work for you in whatever way that looks like. And that's why I also like to educate people on thrifting whatever, so that they can feel, Hey, this is, this is doable for me. Yeah, absolutely. What about, so I love thrifting. I think thrifting is great. It's a great way to give just new life into clothing and it's good for the environment. It's good for our wallets, but what about somebody who is maybe in a plus size who thrifting isn't necessarily super accessible? Such a good question. So there is, um, there is some stores that specialize in plus size clothing, um, for, um, that is based off of the thrifting market. Yeah. Uh, so there is, uh, for example, there's one in Guelph and it's amazing. I think it's called my big sister's closet. Um, and they're so awesome what they've done, putting, creating their brand, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So um, that, and same with Poshmark. Poshmark actually mm-hmm. like even has filters for like your size, et cetera. And so there is some options, but I won't deny that it's harder. And what I really struggle with, so- I've had many clients who uh, live in a plus size body. And what was really interesting when I started doing it was making sure I did the research of where we go shopping because certain malls are far more tailored to plus size than other malls. So for example, my, my first mall I usually go to when I go uh, shopping with someone is to Sherway. But when I started looking into the stores at Sherway, well, there wasn't a lot of great options for plus size, whereas Lime Ridge in Hamilton, such a random uh, one, they were amazing. They had uh, a good uh, plus line through H&M, the Bay. They have Old Navy. They have a store called Torrid, which is all based towards um, plus size girls. And there was so many more options that now I know where to go. I know where to take people and what websites to send them to, et cetera, with the same information. So they never feel they're going in and they're having to squeeze into the largest size of this store that doesn't accommodate to them. So Mm -hmm. that's something that I also have really put effort into is making sure that that experience is comfortable for the person that we are going places that we will have success that you aren't going to leave and be like, that was so frustrating. Mm. So that's definitely research. I actually do take into account when I do, um, when I do shops with people, because I do want to make sure that I bring that level of comfort that it, your body isn't the problem. The problem is that stores are not yet at the point where they're accommodating for everyone. So that's the message I really make sure to give. Honestly, that's that's really valuable. I think those tips are are super helpful for 
the people who are listening that are from, you know, the GTA and from the Toronto area and people even who are listening from other places in the world, right? I think Poshmark, that's a really great resource that I didn't even really think of, but that's amazing that they have a filter based on sizes. And just that tip as well of doing a bit of research ahead of time, it's frustrating to have to do that, that, you know, you can't just like go into any mall and and find things, but doing that extra bit of research ahead of time to make sure that there are options will help it to be such less of a frustrating process so that it doesn't take a larger toll. Yeah. 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 And that's, that's my number one goal that the person leaves and they're like, wow, I spent money, but I feel good. And I'm excited to go home and start trying them on. And I, my favorite thing is I went home and I showed my partner and they love it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's such a nice feeling. I love that too. Doing a little fashion show and you feel really good about what you've got and yeah, you can kind of, you know, show it off and just have that new boost of, of confidence with it. Yeah. Yeah. And so how do you approach working with somebody when their size has changed and they're struggling to dress their new body? What steps like mentally or physically might they need to go through? So one of my favorite things a client said to me was that I gave her permission to accept her new size. Mm. She said, when someone else is grabbing the clothes for you, picking them out, telling you what size that they would recommend, et cetera, or just basically say, put this on, (laughs) (laughs) don't let you look at the size and your clothes fit and look great, you you begin to realize that the size never mattered. The number on the pants never mattered. And sometimes the hardest thing is holding on to that old size from the past. Mm-hmm. And you're going into the store, picking out those jeans that you wore when you were 20 and pick, doing it in the size that you wore when you were 20. Well, when you go into the change room and it doesn't fit the same, it doesn't look the same. Well, that's heartbreaking. That's, that's hard to come to terms with. Yeah. And so what I like to do is I often will go into a store and say, you pick for me what you would usually pick. I will pick what I'm going to pick. And when we go into the change room, when you try on both, what you realize is that your old style isn't serving you anymore. It's Mm -hmm. not who you are anymore. And it's really taunting to go from a skinny jean to a wide leg. And so we often start kind of small and work our way up a little bit. <laughs> but what they start realizing is the more they, what I like to call expose themselves and like, not in a, like a weird way, like in like a, I'm actually looking at myself in the mirror and seeing what I look like and constantly looking at myself, mm-hmm. they begin to go, oh, 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 and kind of start to embrace what it is that they're seeing. And that it really is a lot better than they thought it was going to be, but they were kind of not sure how to style it or or scared to try whatever. Mm -hmm. And so what I always say to my clients is your number one goal and your number one homework for me is to go home and look at yourself in the mirror constantly. Mm -hmm. And it sounds so conceited, but what it is instead is it's not, it is learning to, to, to see what you look like. What our biggest challenges, especially as women, is we're so scared of what, of exactly what we just said, unflattering angles. Mm-hmm. We're so scared of us being seen in a way that isn't going to feel good to us at a certain position or a relaxed stomach, relaxed arms, whatever. But if you keep showing up in front of the mirror, not posed like we do on Instagram, but like relaxed stomach, relaxed arm, whatever 
it no longer becomes a shock. It no longer becomes a, oh my God, I didn't know that's what I looked like because we know it's old, it's old news. It's old information. And so I think that when we begin to expose ourselves to ourselves to Mm -hmm. say, Hey, Laura, this is what you look like. Either get on board or be miserable. (laughs) Yeah. And learn to dress ourselves in the way that then feels good on top of that. Mm-hmm. That's when we begin to create change. And the best thing is I had a client the other day. I just adore her. And I posted on Instagram, like, what do we think of this outfit? Does it look great? And she sent me things of what she thought I could do to adjust the outfit. And I like, I got emotional. I was like, I'm so proud of you. I'm like, that's amazing. And what happens is like, there's just a confidence now that they know what to do. They know how to dress themselves. And when they send me pictures being like, I bought this the other day, is it Laura approved? And it absolutely is (laughs) (laughs) because at the end of the day, they're so proud of themselves and they're so happy. They, they feel good, whatever I've done my job. And I always say, I want to get to the point that you don't need me anymore, that you know what to do. You know how to dress yourself, but if you need me there for support, perfect. That sounds great. I'm there to, to, to help you to move forward. Mm -hmm. And so what my number one thing is though, is that no one should have to go through it alone. Yeah. And I think as much as I am a stylist, I'm also a really good shopper. <laughs> I'm really good at shopping of my whole life. But I also think I am showing up as the person I wish I had when I was going through everything mm-hmm. because I didn't really have anyone in my life who was their weight fluctuated as much as mine did and that they were so terrified of their own body in the same way that I was. And I think when I go into it being like, Hey, I'm going to be this friend that this person needs as we go through that, it creates a relationship that I don't think often people are expecting because they, they just feel like they're doing it with a friend. And I think that that's, that's what I want from my business is that you have a bestie to go shopping with. I think that's so, so needed. It's overwhelming. Honestly, I think shopping, at least for me, it's super overwhelming. Um, I love online shopping so much more because at least I can like not be super overstimulated (laughs) by the mall and like the people and just the racks on racks of clothing. But even still, it's so challenging. And especially after you've gone through a body change, dressing yourself is really hard. And it's just something that you can end up avoiding and putting off and off and off. But then you continue to feel negatively about yourself because you almost through that create this association in your brain of like, I can't dress nice in this body or I can't look good in this body. When in reality, that's not the case at all. It's just that there are so many barriers that are in place to you dressing in a way that is going to help you feel good and feel confident that have nothing to do with your body. And so we need to, what you do, it sounds like is really work to break down those barriers so that people can dress themselves in a way that feels good. And then they can start to create new associations, new evidence that like, Hey, I can look good and feel good in the body that I have right now. Though that, that feeling is not reserved for just me being in a smaller body. 
a thousand and one percent. And I've heard it so many times. Well, I'm not going to buy new clothes because I'm just, I need to, I'm going to lose weight mm. or I bought this dress uh, in a smaller size so that I'll eventually fit into it. And it breaks my heart so much because that's not what clothes are for. Clothes are meant to fit us. We're not meant to fit into them. And so what we need to recognize is that even if your weight does change again, then we do it again. Yeah. We go back and we do it again. And that's okay. It's okay for our weight to fluctuate. It's okay for our bodies to change. We go through different times in our lives. We go through different uh, situations that are hard or that we maybe forget to take care of ourselves from time to time. And I think giving ourselves permission to change is when real growth happens. Absolutely. I agree with you a thousand percent. And when it comes to working from home, right? I am definitely guilty of this. I'm wearing sweatpants right now. (laughs) Just so you know. But what are your suggestions for somebody who, you know, maybe works from home or is just like home a lot and likes wearing sweatpants all day, but it doesn't make them feel very sexy. What do you recommend in those situations for someone who wants to be like comfy, but also just feel good and feel more confident? Yeah. So I, because I was at the Kelsey Ballerini concert last night, I have to use this line from her because it's my favorite. She says, does it feed my soul or my anxiety? Mm. And this is a quote I live by. Uh, What do I need in this moment? Do I need to feel exactly what you said before? My plaid oversized shirt that I feel cozy and comfortable. And this is the way that I'm just not going to bring awareness to my body today. And that's what I need. I need just time away from her. We're on a break. Um, and I'll come back to her later. Or is bumming around making me feel bummy? Is it making me feel yeah. not great about myself? Is it giving me anxiety? Mm-hmm. And this is something that happens to me. Like yesterday before I was going to the concert, I was just like running around in like a random outfit, trying a new pair of jeans. And like, I kept like stopping in the mirror and being like, what? Like, is this the way I look in these? Like, what? This is so weird. Like, and it was, they were the wrong jeans. They were the wrong size. And it really just showed that it is at the end of the day, like how we dress ourselves fuel, how, how we're feeling a lot of the time. Yeah. And what my thing is, is so like when I teach online, whatever, I always dress professionally in the same way I would, if I teach in person, Mm -hmm. because clothing is a personal expression and how we dress ourselves gives people their first insight into you as a person. Mm -hmm. And so my whole thing is that I want people to know who I am. The second that they see me, I am over the top. I am like slightly extra and (laughs) I am basic. (laughs) And like, if that's when people are like, if people are like, oh my God, she's way too much. Thank you so much for noticing. I appreciate (laughs) that. I am. (laughs) and that's for me why I just continue to do what I need to do even at home and but I have days like I'll get up and I my first thing is I walk my dog first thing in the morning and if I like people see me on those walks and like they're probably like oh my gosh this poor girl is she okay because I look insane I'm like wearing like like muddy pants from the dog and like an oversized sweater and my hair is like in a crazy braid I slept in because I don't for me like when I'm walking my dog I'm showing up to move my body and I don't care what I look like because that's the important thing is moving my body but if I stay in those clothes all day because that's the vibe I need that day that I'm just like I am dead to the world and this is who I am embrace me 
that's totally fine. And I just give myself permission to do that. Mm-hmm. But the question I always ask is, am I doing that more of a normal? And does that need to be reflected on? Is there something going on that maybe I need to be like, Hey, Laura, you good? Yeah. <laughs> do you need a hug? Yeah. <laughs> because sometimes if we're constantly doing that, the question is, is, is there something else that I'm feeling that this is, I'm constantly needing this comfort. I'm constantly needing this. And so I have a lot of conversations with people because they're like, well, I just always want to be comfortable. And I say, and I challenge them and I say, do you want to be comfortable or are you taking the easy route? And so a lot of times it's that they go to their closet and they just, it's overwhelming. So they grab for comfort because it's, it's like a hug, right? Putting on those comfortable clothes rather than pressing the thought to say, am I needing comfort or am I overwhelmed with, with decisions because I don't feel good about myself. Yeah. And so I think what happens is when people came out from the other side from COVID, there was this huge push towards this comfort because everyone was kind of like, I got so used to this and now I'm, I mean, I kind of like it because it's easy, but when we find things that feel good, that are comfortable, that feel just as good as like a pair of sweatpants, whatever, then we begin to realize that the entire thing we were feeling the, or what we were feeling the entire time Mm -hmm. was just a need for comfort, whatever way that looks like. Yeah. And so that's something that I always have conversations with my clients about as well as, Hey, do you want to look for some stuff that you can wear at home that feels good, like comfortable, like a cute little matching set or something, but you can still pop out to the grocery store and like, feel like you don't need to change because you just feel good. You can just keep going. Yeah. So those are like really important conversations. Um, I like to have along the way. And if it's that, no, do you know what? I just love this look. I love wearing my boyfriend's sweatpants. I love this. If that person is confident in that, that's all that matters. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's been my biggest thing through my business is letting people know at the end of the day, whatever you can say, I feel confidence in doing this. That's all that matters. That's all you need. Such a good point. I think for me, definitely. I mean, it's a lot of like, if you were to look at my drawers right now, I badly need to do a clean out. Like, <laughs> like there, no, I, my you, you would have some <laughs> things to say about my drawers because like they are busting at the seams and so I just go to the same things. Like I just go to the yeah. same things all the time because yeah, it's true. I'm like so overwhelmed. And um, if I wasn't so overwhelmed when I was looking in my drawers, I could pick out more variety and and have different things. And so that's definitely something that I need to do as well <laughs> because yeah, it, it makes a big difference. And the other thing that I, I do with my clients is we'll build outfits for them and I'll take pictures yeah. and we'll put it in like an album on their phone. So on those days, all they have to do is open up the pictures and be like, great. Like, remember like Shara's closet in like Clueless and like she like, yeah. outfits. <laughs> that's basically what we've done is we're like creating them their little like thing. Okay. I don't want to think about it. I'm tired. Great. This looks great. And now you can, all you have to do is pull so, so that good. we've done the work. Now all you have to do is put it on. And then that's, that's where it becomes a little bit easier. Yeah. I love that. And, you know, just because somebody doesn't necessarily have an eye for fashion doesn't mean that they don't want to dress fashionably. And so having somebody like you come in who has that eye 
is so valuable. And honestly, I, I think I might need to work with you because I think that it would be so helpful for me because again, shopping is overwhelming. My clothes, my drawers are like a huge mess and it's not for any reason body image related. It's just like, I look at it and I'm like, I can't deal with this. Yes. <laughs> like I can't, I can't even deal with this. I can't do this. So it's just, it's so valuable. It's really needed. And especially when people have gone through body changes, you know, it, it's that extra little bit of support that can make all the difference. Yeah, 150%. And I think at the end of the day, like what my hope is, is that when people are are approaching these situations, et cetera, that they don't feel lost. Like they feel like there is an option of what to do because they think that this is a new kind of avenue of practice. And right now when we are in a world where things are expensive, things are like you, where you spend your money is so important because we're living through such a difficult time around changing levels of um, like uh, the cost of things. The cost of living has gone up so much. It's been like $8 on a cauliflower the other day. I was like, okay, yeah, you can take that back. Like, no. And so where they put their money needs to be valuable. And like, I have like really strict rules around, like, if you're investing in me, we're doing it right. So I have clients, for example, with kids and I have a very strict rule that when we do it, your kids are not allowed to be there Yeah. because when was the last time you took time for you? I bet never. And if we don't do it right and it's overwhelming and you're running around and you don't get that time to focus on you, well, then I'm going to leave and it's not going to have gone well. So it's a hard one I've had to kind of stick by um, that is, I often feel like a jerk for saying, but at when people go through it and they really get to see that like they don't take time for themselves. And what I'm offering is time to carve out just for you that we focus on you the entire time with some mm-hmm. of my really bad humor mixed in. Yeah. <laughs> and reduce the overwhelm and just, yeah, feel good that you're doing something for you. Exactly. I think that's amazing. Well, thank you so much for all of your wisdom and your insight. I think that, you know, everybody listening, myself included, has found this really valuable. And where can people find you if they want to continue following you? Yeah. So um, my Instagram is the easiest place and it is pretty little Laura, but L-A-A-U-R-A. Um, and my website is info at pretty little style. Wait, no, that's my email address. Info at prettylittlestyle.ca is my email and prettylittlestyle.ca is uh, the website. So the whole joke is pretty, not so little, but a lot of style. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) And do you do virtual? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So um, we have virtual guides. I always say we, it's it's me, but um, (laughs) I do uh, virtual guides so that if people live at a distance or they're just like, it's too much for them to get out to the malls, et cetera, then we can do it that way. Um, I will say it is always a little bit better to to start with an in-person because we can help define your size and find your style together. Um, And it feels a little bit less. Uh, overwhelming to like order things if we're not sure what the current size is and what to do. However, we make anything work um, for whatever the person needs to find their confidence. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again for being on the show. And I think that um, maybe you'll get some some new clients through this. That would be awesome. Maybe you'll also get to work with me too, because I would love your, your girl needs some help. <laughs> 
Well, thank you so, so much for having me. And thank you for all of the wonderful work you're doing. Um, it really aligns so beautifully with what I, I'm doing as well. And I think what I always say to people is like, I'm sorry for everything that you've been through, but we are so lucky that you went through it because look what we got out of it. And I think that that's, that's like such beautiful growth is like to take your tough experiences and turn it into something beautiful. So thanks for what it is you're doing too. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you everybody for listening and we'll see you again next week.